Well, Jackson, we finally did it. We've made it. We're at the end of this long journey that all of you have helped us with. It's not necessarily so much as a journey as it was an experience we'll never forget. No, it's changed us all in ways that we could never imagine. And for that, we have to thank you, the listeners, and you, Nick Cage. Of course. Because without him, none of this would be possible. And I think that's the most important part we need to take from today, is that Nick Cage is magic. We planned that. We sure did. (laughs) Welcome to Spill Your Beans. And this is the end of Nick Cage November. But the beginning of so much more. Final episode of Nick Cage November. And as you heard from that, we are celebrating with a much needed and much deserved drink. Cheers. Because oh, that was a lot. It was a lot of Nick Cage. And I'll be honest, like Doobie pointed out earlier, I am also uh I'm 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 done with Nick Cage for a little bit. For a long time. It uh it was a rough one. But I am gonna watch uh National Treasure Two. At some point, because <laughs> I really want to watch that now. <laughs> Can't after get After watching the first one, yeah. But then I'll be done. Yeah, then, then it'll done. be over with. Then I'm done with uh, Nick Cage November. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But um, again, uh, I hope y'all liked our inspirational beginning. We worked hard on that. It was actually just a one and done sort of thing, kind of panned out perfectly. But seriously, thanks everyone who listened and got through this with us. I'm. You might need to spend your time better if you actually watched all those movies with us cuz boy do we need to get a new hobby. Do you think do you think there were actually people who were like, "Oh, they're going to watch this. I can't wait. Next week's going to be awesome." Or, or like they were just like, "Oh, let's see what they have to say this time." One can hope that we weren't the only ones who suffered through this and well, put our okay. friends and family through it. Well, technically Technically, uh, Doobie and Spencer were kind of a part of it. Uh, Douglas watched some earlier today. Really? Uh, he watched a little bit of National Treasure. Um, but I feel like with you know with the most important ones, I don't I don't think a whole lot of other people, unless they've seen it before, right? And so they can just listen back. Yeah. Doobie almost made it through the whole gauntlet. She she didn't make it, but she got close. And what? for that, we have to give her a hand. No. You're welcome. What started out as four evolved to seven Nick Cage films in a month. We're overachievers, Jackson. That okay, well no, that's not all me. That was him as well. It was mostly me. You added two more. No, 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 no. He I I did. He added the same amount that I added. What do you mean? I you added did, Ghost Rider. You Spirit did two extra and yeah. well, technically I only did one extra. You were the one that were like go second Ghost Rider and National Treasure. We had to do National Treasure. And I was just like, let's do Valley Girl and Raising Arizona. It wasn't strong enough. I thought it was. It uh, could be a good like standalone. Yeah, but we had to overachieve. This is the last week of Nick Cage November, and people were expecting something better than Ghost Rider. 
Well, we have something, you know, if it comes to that point, we do have something planned to revisit Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. What the hell is at that? At a later date. What? I've talked to you about it. Oh, before. gosh. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle it. Don't worry. You got plenty of time. Yeah. Doobie's Wait. mad at me. Look at her. She's She's pissed. Oh, yeah, figure that out. That'd be cool. Yeah, how, how many, many hours, hours we spent watching Nick Cage? What percentage of our month was spent watching Nick Cage? It's probably almost a day. How I many hours say. are in How many hours are in 30 days? Well, I guess we'll figure that God, out. God, that's a lot of... Well, it's 24 times 30. Yeah, and so. I don't want to do that right now. She, right. She'll, she's going to figure it out and get back Jamie's working on it. <laughs> but uh, if you can't tell by us rambling, we did not one, not two... But three Nick Cage movies this week, just mm-hmm. for you guys. Well, we were okay. So I, we were going to do just Valley Girl and Raising Arizona, and then yesterday Do- Dawson threw a curveball at me. Let's do National Treasure. Let's do it. And it ended up. Maddie, shush. We know you like National Treasure. Calm down. And it ended up being the trifecta. In a sense, I. Uh, it really was all aspects of Nick Cage in different. Levels. It was. It really was. And it was interesting to see him go through all those different like acting yeah. methods. And I don't. I will say I don't have as many notes as uh, as as the other movies. But I feel like revisiting the movies themselves will create new, new like on the on the spot. Uh, yeah. Moments. Yeah, I agree. But I do have a couple of things I'd like to discuss beforehand. Nothing movie news. Oh, no um, movie news. It's actually just two things. All right. Uh, the first thing was, obviously, last week the intro was messed up because on Night Swims, yeah, I put, tell them about it. I Jackson. put "Spill Your Beans" as intro for Night Swims, and I thought, oh, I'll just be like, I'll just do, or I put Night Swims intro for "Spill Your Beans," and then I thought, oh, to even it out this week, I'll just make "Spill Your Beans" as intro the Night Swims episode. But then on Night Swims episode. I did the completely wrong intro because it was titled Beans. Our, our intro is technically called Heist. So there's a completely random intro that I didn't even realize till like the, a day after. Yeah. So I couldn't take it down. So, yeah. But it's You're back. just all over the place after this month. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be back to normal. You know, you would be able to tell about five minutes ago. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. Hopefully, hopefully we got it this time. We'll figure it out. But, oh, and then the other thing was um, someone sent us a really creepy DM. Uh-oh. Like, like, not like, like. Like like all like weird, but like I'm not gonna like say who it's from or anything. But they they were basically like asking for something, and I was like, no, not right now. I think we're good. And he was like, okay, you can tell me at any time, and I'll be waiting for you. What were they the asking thing, for? It's the last thing they sent. It was like some promotion or something. I don't oh, know. Okay. It's like a it was like a like a bot probably, just like messaging us. Yeah. But oh, I gotta keep this out. But we did Strange. do we did do three movies. Which um, one would you like to start with, Jackson? I feel like we should go in order in terms of when they were released. So, Valley Girl first. Yes. But do you have anything that you would like to, to discuss or, or go over before we get into Valley Girl? Uh, no, I'm just happy we're here, Jackson. We finally got it done. Yeah. And uh, as we said in the intro, I feel like a better man for it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we're doing for the month of December? Or, I guess, continuing. I don't think... I don't want to do Disney December. I know we, we got... Doing we got Disney a, December. Big, we are no, we aren't. Okay, good. We are doing Star Wars, obviously. But she came up with the idea, uh, Jamie, to do uh, our favorite and least favorite Christmas movies. Oh, that would be good. So basically, like, I guess, like next week, we'll either do like your or mine favorite Christmas movie, and then the next week, we can do like a least favorite or anything like but that. But also, in the week of December, we have that big movie that we have to do as well. December 19th is the one-year anniversary. 
Whew. If y'all can figure that out, let us know. DM us. I'll be. Uh, we'll give you a sticker. I'll be. I'll be coming back from Disney on the one year anniversary of that movie. Really? With my lightsaber, hopefully. Did you notice National Treasure Disney property? Yeah, I knew that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Who's that by? Who's the? Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, who also made Pirates of the Caribbean. I know that, but oh, I think like okay. Disney. I don't know. I guess they just like had like hired a scriptwriter or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I did notice that. It was, well, because it was on Disney Plus. That's how I watched it. So yeah, that's I how that. I watched it too. Yeah. But anything, yeah, so I guess uh, we'll do Christmas movies coming up, and of course Star Wars. Getting into the season, you like the decorations? I do. We changed the studio layout. It's all Christmassy now. I do. We haven't decorated yet, me and Douglas. I haven't either. Do we did it? There's dog <laughs> hair everywhere in our apartment, so uh, we know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> we got three dogs around here. Do you have blood? But blood? Yeah. What? We what? got dog blood. Why? There's something wrong with it. It's downstairs. Oh, gosh, Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Shout out, Buster. You're a trooper. Wow. All right. <laughs> On that note, Jackson, let's uh, let's get into something that almost made me have a little blood in my downstairs. Valley Girl. What? What? <laughs> what is? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Shout out to your mom for... Uh, Recommending this. Well, not really recommending, gifting us with this moment of being able to watch Valley Girl. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. You didn't know what? We'll get into it. <laughs> so, what is Valley Girl? What is it, Jackson? Well, it's a movie. Oh. Starring two people named Julie and Randy. Randy. Julie, a girl from the Valley, and Randy, a punk from the city, meet. Or Nicholas Coppola. They are, he was Nicolas Cage. This is the first movie he was Nicolas Cage. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, they are from different worlds and find love. Somehow they need to stay together in spite of her trendy, shallow friends. Mm. That's the. I'm not going to read a whole you know, deep one because it's not that deep of a movie. Um, but you get the idea. It's basically Romeo and Juliet, but with Nicolas Cage and no suicide. Feels yeah, like that's a good way to sum it up. It. That was about yeah. it, yeah. Cool. So, initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. I got some notes. Me too. So... <laughs> First off the bat, soundtrack, fantastic. Yeah. Very I say 80s. Very 80s. Million Miles Away. Listen to it on the ride over here. Banger. Good movie. Great song. I mean, good song. Great song. Sorry. Yeah, Valley Girl's good, <laughs> but I didn't think that at first. I was, I'm going to be completely honest, mm-hmm. full transparency. I was going into this movie wanting to hate it. <gasps> I Why? Was, Why I was, would you do that during the most magical time of the year? I was, I was going to rip this movie to shreds. Why? Oh, man. Jackson. The first 10 seconds, Spencer watched this with me, my roommate. The whole movie? The whole movie, oh. actually. He watched it with me. <laughs> In the first 10 seconds, this is what I have written down. First 10 seconds, Spencer, this is going to be lame. <laughs> 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 and man, it was pretty lame until Nick Cage got in there. I got to say. Oh, and. You know, God bless us all. We get the first shot of Nick Cage in this movie. Shirtless, ripped Nick Cage. Full head of hair and a full upper half chest hair That area. was weird, wasn't it's it? It's really weirdly shapen. Yeah, it's like only on his chest and then shaved it's, except for a happy it's, trail. It's like, it's like above the pecs, down the middle, and then that's it. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God, who is he? And he's just like... He's looking for the national treasure. Yeah. And then Skip's like, do you want to go to this party? He's like, I don't want to go to no party. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's pretty much the whole... So... We're not... Okay, since we did three movies, we can't... We might end up doing it anyway, but we can't go through, like, the entire plot of each movie. Okay, I'm just going to give a little brief thing. Mm -hmm. There's this popular girl in the valley. Julie. 
Julie and Randy and Randy, who's a punk from the city or Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh yeah, they like to call it weird. Call it. And so he likes all this punk music, which is not really punk. It's just like a little bit more heavy eighties. Yeah, it's like heavier hair glam. Yeah, it's not. It's not anything like rough or anything like that. A million while uh, I will say again, a million miles away is just like really good. Like I, yeah. I very much enjoy that. How'd song. you like the montage montage with uh, "Stop the World and Melt with You"? That was good. That, that was, was good. Super super cheesy. It was and super cheesy. The most like cliche '80s trope ever. Dude, let me tell you this. Okay. The way that song got big and overused, no one heard of it before Valley Girl. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, they're a one hit wonder, and Valley Girl made it go to the top of the charts. Are you serious? Yep, I'm serious. Look at that. Having some trivia, I didn't even know. About. Oh man, it's crazy, isn't it? It's embarrassing. I watch a lot of like uh, like YouTube essays on like historical, one hit wonders. Yeah, historical music stuff. Yeah, like one hit wonders, and it was about I'll melt with you, and I didn't know it at the time because I hadn't seen it. He said, uh, Valley Girl is what made this movie huge and got it huge in the U.S. Because they're a U.K. That. band, you know? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I yeah, didn't. they're a U.K. band. And they, and that song is actually about uh, falling in love during an atomic winter. Hence, really? I'll stop the world and melt with you. Mm, I thought it was just the theme for the superheroes in Sky High. Nope. And it's also not the theme for Hershey's Candy Bars or Kisses. Because they play that song a lot. For they, the commercials. Oh, they do? Yeah, they used to. I don't know if they I haven't seen more. a Hershey's commercial in a long time. Really? Yeah. But basically, you know, stuff happens. There's, like, this high school party. And, uh... Okay, so, like, did you get really weird vibes from Julie's dad? Yeah, what was with that? He, like, it was, like... It was super, like... Yeah. He was, like... He, they're basically, like... Her parents are, like, super, like, cool and everything. And, like, stoners or whatever. But, like, they're about to go to this party, Julie and her friend. No. Yeah, yeah, Julie and her friend, and and he was like, Julie, if you weren't Susie, Susie is the friend uh, I'm thinking. Oh yeah, of. yeah, Susie, if you weren't, uh, yeah, ten years older or something like that, I'd or be if into I you. wasn't ten yeah, years older, or something like I'd be into you or something like that, that which was is strange. really weird. That was strange. And they go to this party, and there's like, it's like make your own sushi bar, but then there's Ugh. like a bowl of peanut butter Ugh. next to it. It's so gross. Which is sweet. It's freaking me out the whole time. Yeah. Listen, if you have ever seen '80s movies or something. Like, like making fun of '80s movies. You've seen the pop collar trend. Oh yeah. And this, they take this to heart. It actually happened. Like you oh think, like God. oh, maybe it's just like a trend that, like, something like you know they made fun of or something like that. But no, the pop tr- collar was actually a thing. Everyone in this movie has a popped collar, yeah. and it's ridiculous. Yeah. I I can't stand it. And there's also like, it's like it's like a it's a high school party hosted by Susie's mom, right. who's. Trying to get with this uh, high schooler. Skip. Skip, yeah. Skip is the best. They have a B plot in this movie, which is way more interesting than the A plot. It is a little bit, yeah. Basically, it's so funny. The B plot is like uh, Skip is Susie's trying to get with, uh, or Susie's mom is trying to get with Skip. Skip is trying to get with Susie's mom, but at the same time, Susie. And there's like this big culminating scene, but we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, so like it's, it's it's this party hosted by like there's like adults there, like parents. Yeah, and I can't tell if they're drinking or not. I don't think they I, are. Okay, so there wasn't drinking, but there was the preppy dudes were drinking. Yeah, and then that Tommy dude got like kind of like rapey with that girl. Yes, very rapey. Which was really a weird. lot of rapey also, scenes in this movie. The first uh, nude scene in a Nick Cage film we have uh, seen. Oh yeah, that's true. Multiple. Uh, nude scenes. Mo- multiple tatas. Yes, fun fact. The producers uh, made the director have at least four, so this movie would be more appealing to young male viewers. Ah. 
That's super predatory. That's sleazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, so there's, like, the soup. Uh, that scene was, like, really weird. And then, like, uh, like in the bathroom of this person's party where there's all these adults, they're doing, like, coke. They're, like, smoking. Yeah. They're doing, like, all this shit in this tiny bathroom. And while Nick Cage is hiding in the while shower. While Nick Cage is hiding in the shower. Which because is, you got you to gotta watch this movie yeah. to understand. Yeah, anyways. But I did, I did, there was a quote in this movie when Nick Cage and his friend uh, initially show up, and the friend was, like, talking to this girl, and she was like, do you want to dance? And she's like, no. And he's like, yeah, me neither. I was just taking a poll. And he just walked away. I thought that was a really clever line. Yeah, that dude was funny, but I have a note. So, so they leave the party because Nick Cage gets jumped by a couple preppy dudes. Tommy, the piece who I wrote, real piece of shit. Yeah, Tommy is a douche. Julie's, uh... Boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, uh, actually, after Nick Cage uh, shows up. Yeah. So Nick Cage leaves the party after getting kicked out and beat up. And uh, he looks back, and he goes... It, it, I have a lot of lines from this <laughs> movie just because it's so crazy, the way they talk. He goes, she's true, truly dazzling. I was like, what? I didn't know they talked like that. I feel like they didn't, but... I think there's, like, some... Uh, like the dialogue's so strange in this movie. They're like, I'm sure, and like all this like witty eighties lingo that is really hard to follow at times. Just just a little bit. Yeah. But there is a um God, I completely just lost my train of thought. Oh man. Sorry, go back to what you were saying. Anyway, so Nick Cage hides in the shower for about Two hours, oh, it seems like. Yeah, and so and so finally, Julie comes in. He's like, "Let's get out of here." I'm like, I'm Nick Cage. Let's go do some stuff. What is he from? He's a California surfer now. I don't know, dude. I, I can't do a Nick Cage impression. So, fun fact uh, about Nick Cage: he had a real life crush on uh, Julie. And, oh, really? Um, he would write her poetry, and one called "American Girl." She still has to this day. Oh, which is interesting. You know, they didn't get together. I feel like his career would be different if they did. She was nice. Um, but it was just a little interesting fact. Also, I don't the movie poster, they never look like this in the movie. Ever. No, not once. Maybe if it's you, a deleted scene or something. Maybe. The tagline is she's cool, he's hot. She's from the valley. He's not. Wow. I like it. That's pretty much sums up the entire movie. That is. They they basically like, you know, there's this whole you know, they go to like this club, uh, after like they go with uh who what was his friend's name? Do you remember? Oh God, he says it. I forget his Something name. Something weird. Another punk. And they take, you know, it was Randy, Julie, his friend, and then her friend go to this club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, real quick, um, the club was filmed in a Sunset Strip club originally called Filthy McNasties uh, in the '60s, '70s, and the '80s. It was called the Central, which was later purchased by Johnny Depp and is now known as the Viper Room. Do you know what is famous about the Viper Room? Uh huh. That is where Joaquin Phoenix's brother died on Halloween in 1993. What he the? OD'd on the sidewalk. No way. River Phoenix. That is insane. Yeah. Wow. So that's my last. That's I'm gonna. That's my last little bit of IMDb trivia for now. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, so they uh, they go to this little bar and Nick Cage and Susie keep yeah. start making Julie. out. Julie. Julie. Well, sorry. don't forget no. Susie's there. Yeah. It, Su- was it Susie? Because it was her Susie. party. No, no, no. It was the other girl that went with. It. I forget. Too There's many names. Too many girl names. Yeah. Anyway, so they're at the party, and this other chick who's with Julie is acting all preppy and like, oh, my God, like trying to put napkins in her ears and shit. Yeah, like, what is this music? Yeah, it's so lame. Anyway, so they're making, they cut to making out, and I shit you not, they're making out in the car while Nick Cage's friend 
is chasing Julie's friend around the car. But she's like, she's like playful about she's it. She's kind of playful, but, but also, also kind of scared. She's also like, I want to go home. No, Take me home. No, no, dude. So I have written here. So she's like, Julie, I have to go home. And, and, and this is the last mention of it till they cut away. And the guy like gets down next to her and looks at her with a weird smile and goes, no, you don't. And it just cuts, dude, Nick Cage and Julie alone. Like, at that point, I seriously thought that... It was a murder mystery. It was a murder mystery, and he just killed Julie's friend. Like, and I was hoping I didn't see her for the rest of the movie. A little bit of side plot action, but no, it didn't happen. But there, uh, uh, like, the best scene in the movie happens in the club. Uh, I think you... uh, But, like, so they're in the club and at the table, and Nick Cage is, like, he looks over to uh, Julie, and he literally goes, like... When can I see you again? And the music stops. And she's just like, oh, whenever. But like, and then they're just, they just talk like, they're just both like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like they both just talk like quiet, but it's just that one part where he screams it. It was a joke because he said, when can I? And the music cut out and he's like, see you again. It was super loud and everyone looked at him. Oh, did it? Yeah, that was the joke. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. It was a joke. Oh, in my head, I thought like I remember like just hearing like the no. music still. You thought I it thought was it, just being weird. I, no, well, I thought like I thought like like he said that because like the music was loud, but then they just like the I guess director f- just forgot there was loud music playing, so then they both just started talking quiet. I didn't no, know that. It was I a forgot joke. that. Yeah, it was a joke. Huh. Oh, I right. thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, that that seems better. What that than uh the way I thought of it. But yeah. Because everyone looked at him after that. Oh, see, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, they start dating. Uh. You know, uh, mischief ensues, stuff like that. Plot beef yeah. thickens. Nick Cage has some wacky-ass teeth in this movie. Yeah, he does. This is I the, guess it's before he got him fixed. Yeah, this was the last movie before he got him fixed. Wow. But then, I also... My, I don't really have a whole lot of notes on Valley Girl. But anyways, my final thing I have to say about Nick Cage before I let Dawson take over. Nick Cage in this movie is pretty smooth. Yeah, he's pretty smooth. He's I like pretty, him in this movie. He's he's really good in this movie. Like all the, Nick Cage movies. There's a scene where he gets drunk after Julie breaks up with him, and he, it's the most fake throw-up scene I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. He's like, Bleh, but he's just like, he, he would d- be throwing up on himself. He goes like in the corner like to hide it. Because, you know, this is a low-budget 80s movie. Yeah. They can't like, they can't fake that at all. Yeah. But, I mean, that was just weird. Um, I got some lines. Just because of how weird the dialogue is in it. Hit me. Trippendicular. And uh, the dad at one point goes, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Julie's I dad. can dig the scene, no sweat. Like, what is this dialogue? Julie's, and, well, they also own a store. Remember, it's called Health and Foods. Yeah. And then Tommy is totally tubular. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, in the movie, it cuts to. Uh, a lot of scenes where Julie's just laying in bed thinking about shit. And she snuggles with this, like, very murderous-looking clown the entire time. It's very freaky. Why is she doing that? She's like a senior, I would assume. It's her oh, first prom, so maybe. she's a junior or a senior. And she's snuggling a murder clown. I don't know. I thought it was weird, too, how, like, you, you never see Randy unless he's, like, around, like, other. Like, you never see him, like, at his home. Or like by himself. Yeah, it's never at home. I no. feel like I feel like he doesn't have a home, he which makes me car. super sad. Yeah. Well, it's not even his car; it's his other guy. It's the other friend's right, car. Right, it's his friend's mom's car. Maybe he just like maybe he's a roamer, a drifter. I think he's a hobo. I don't even think he's a, a teenager in this movie. It's supposed to be. I think he's. He actually... He says he goes to Hollywood. Hi. That could be a lie. Do you ever see him at school? 
No. I don't either. No. I, I don't either. That. Yeah. Basically, uh, Julie and Randy, you know, because they have this forbidden love, you know, there's some some conflict. The dad, Julie's parents, actually like Randy. Yeah, he gives her really sage advice about, like, how... It's, like, one of the more interesting dialogue exchanges in the movie. You're like, wow, this is actually interesting to listen to. And he's just going on about how people can look different and act different, but it's really what's on the inside of them that counts and what they stand for. And you shouldn't have to listen to the people that are upset with someone because they look different or think different. And then and then disregarding all that, she's like, but which one should I pick? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I hate her. Yeah, she's yeah. not a likable character. No, Nothing not on her all. as an actress, the and, writing. And she gets pushed into doing the wrong thing so easily. Yeah, she's very... she's She doesn't have a strong spine, if one at all. Which I feel like is kind of accurate to the type of girl that they're trying to portray. Valley you know, girl. Yeah, like some stuck up... Because even one of her friends literally says, it's lonely being popular. Oh my God, that is the most self-pretentious thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's so bad. And then... So all these girls are trying to get her to get back with Tommy, who's a total douche. Worst character ever. Oh, I hate him. And so that happens, and Tommy comes up, and they're like, oh, we have to leave, and so Tommy can talk with her alone. And I swear to God, as soon as he's like, I'll take you back. Can I have your food? Yeah, he's like, can I have that hamburger? And he just starts going to town on her hamburger and and french fries. she's just like... Looking at him, and he's eating so disgustingly. But I, I wrote down here, uh, only got back together with Julie for the hamburger. Because that's <laughs> really what it seemed like. It was so weird. Well, and to be prom king and queen. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was stupid. Yeah. That was weird. So anyways, after Nick Cage and Julie break up, after like two months. So it's not even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, but he loves her. Yeah, he loves her, and he's cool about it. Like Nick Cage is very likable in this movie, which very I cool. wasn't expecting. Like I actually liked him a lot because he's kind of goofy. You would think he'd be like this hard ass, but yeah. he's just a goofy dude. No, he's a dude. He talked about like I think on the clever thing is like we're just like uh, same as you. Yeah, we we're just like we're just we're just like y'all. We just want to be ourselves or something like that. He basically was talking about how like we don't like have like any care about like the people around us and how they perceive us. Something yeah. Like that. It wasn't as deep as that because the dialogue isn't that deep in this movie, but that's the premise. There basically. are some points where they're hitting on it in a very roundabout way. But then way. they just go like, they, then they just like completely Opposite just like direction. forget it. Yeah. Remember everything I just said? Uh, not important. Here's this funny joke. Yeah. It's weird. But in that scene you're talking about, he goes, well, what do y'all do for fun? And they're like, you know, go shopping and go to parties. And he's like, so you're not, we do the same thing as you. We just do it differently. Which I like that. That's a w- cool way of looking at it. But uh, anyways. The Nick got, Cage way. The Nick Cage way, which is what I'm getting into next. Thank you for the segue. Ooh. Ooh, dear God. The Nick Cage way is super, super weird in this movie. So his buddy, after he gets super drunk and upset that Julie broke up with him to get back with Tommy. And tries to fight some dudes in a car. And tries to fight some dudes in a car, which I, I think are Mexican gangsters, but yeah, it's very but like unclear. Super stereotypical, like yeah. overacted stereotypical. Yeah, they're like, like you gangsters. think you're a tough guy? 
and he's not even doing. You ain't it. Never been here, man. Yeah. And AK just like, well, come on, man, get out the car. And he's like out of the car, and he's still like, get like, out of the, the car. car. Yeah, he gets this dude like gets out of the car, but the car's still driving, so he's just like walking next to it, talking <laughs> to AK. Yeah, it's so weird. But anyway, so that happens, and uh, Randy's friend or Nick Cage's friend is like, look, you gotta do the crazy romantic stuff chicks dig that and stuff trust me it works for me which the guy as you see never gets like anything he also changes hair color a lot but only half of it yeah only the and top. not like the half that you're thinking completely different half yeah just the top half it's kind of weird yeah anyways nick cage is omnipresent in this movie wherever julie and tommy and her friends are oh yeah he's there it's magic it's super crazy like, he works at like the places that like they go. Yeah. So, and I don't know how he knows ahead of time that they're going to go there. And also, like, I don't know if the '80s were different, but like, there's a lot of stuff you have to do to like apply for a job. Yeah. And you can't just be like, oh yeah, hey, just like, just like for this one like evening, can I work here? And yeah. like, go like do like well, like someone that just didn't start does. Yeah. So he's taking tickets at the movies, and he's wearing 3D glasses. Is this in 3D? Your face is in 3D. Yeah. Next. <laughs> he says that to Tommy, and he's wearing disguises, so Tommy doesn't recognize him, I but guess. But Julie does. But Julie does every time. Because true love finds a way. Right. And then after that, he... Well, before this, he almost carjacks Julie's car while getting carpooled to school with her like mom, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. He's like, Julie, I need to talk to you. And she's like, young man. He's like, shut up, lady. <laughs> like, what the heck? And... uh. So the next scene is the movie scene. And the scene after that, he's working at a hamburger joint. And it's like, and Tommy's like, you forgot the fries and drinking. Like, oh, yeah, seems like that. All right, I'll be right there. Yeah, he says <laughs> such a weird accent and like spits his gum on Tommy. And Tommy's like, this dude's such a goofball. Or yeah, something. it's so strange. <laughs> but, then he, but then, you know, he breaks the disguise by putting his glasses down a little bit. And, and Julie's Julie. like, <gasps> it's him. Yeah, but I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be happy if I were her, if that guy was following me around town. No, like I'd that. be like, I, you know, I kind of told you, like, to leave me alone. And, you know, I slapped you the last time I saw you and everything. But, you know, this this is cute. I like this. And also, when she broke up with him, he goes, fuck this. Oh, and yeah. then he turns around halfway down the driveway and looks at her screaming at night. And I'm sure her parents are home. He mm-hmm. goes, fuck you. Fuck this. And he's like super mean about it. And he's just They're both really mean to each other the last time they interact. Yeah, like super mean. But then like as soon as she starts seeing him again, she forgot everything that happened. Dude, the the weird thing about this movie, the end, when obviously in a eighties teen movie, they don't talk the entire time after the big argument. What do you what do you mean? They don't speak at all. What what part? The end. So, from like the, the very ending, from the fight to okay. the end, they do okay. not speak. So that the I know the final shot is an homage to uh, yeah, Ro- Mrs. Robinson. M- Mrs. Robinson. But that's you forgot I, Mrs. Robinson. They have a Mrs. Robinson's plot in this. And yeah. That's why I, I thought it was a better plot. Let's of the finish. Movie. Let's finish talking about the main plot. First. Okay. You okay. forgot the most important part. Uh, <laughs> most important part. Most important. When they're fart. at the prom, Nick Cage shows up with his friend and does karate. Backstage against Tommy, no, no, but no, it no, doesn't no. work. Tommy does karate against uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage doesn't know shit. He's bad at fighting in this movie, which is disappointing. You don't remember? No, because he wins. Yeah, and he, he wins because he kicks him in the balls. Oh, he. Wa- oh, you're right. I was. Yeah. 
damn it. I was totally... I don't. I don't where think I watched you, this where, movie. I yeah, think I watched what, a completely happened? different movie. I think I watched a whole different movie. Tommy's like trained in Krav Maga, right, yeah. and he is like a super good while fighter. They're like, while they're like announcing like who oh, the prom was funny. the prom queen and king is, and like this lady's like talking about like how great like the prom queen and king are to like represent the school, and like right off stage you can see them in the shots where it's like from the front. He's like doing yeah, he's doing karate. Yeah, and he's like whooping Nick Cage's ass, and then it's one scene of Nick Cage kicking him in the balls. And you see a bunch of moving backstage, and they're finally like the prom king and queen, and they unveil them, and it's just Nick Cage beating the shit out of Tommy, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" and like knocks Tommy the hell out, and then they run away together, and do you know they get in a food fight? It's kind of lame. Oh so. yeah, it was kind of weird. But uh, and then the last last scene is like supposed to be Mrs. Mrs. Robinson, Robinson. which I like. I, I like. get it. Great yeah. movie. Maybe do your it. own thing. Well, I feel like it was you an homage. You already stole the plot line, so maybe do Sub-plot your own line. thing. But so, yeah, so... so um, Hold on, I'm not done with the A-plot. Oh, okay. Okay. Jackson, were you listening to the prom band? It was... Uh, wasn't it Million Miles Away again? No, it was the, gir- it was the girl Oh, it was the girl band. band, yeah. So they have a song, Jackson, that I was blown away. I, okay, I remember being really... Confused by the song, but I'm gonna need a refresher to the exact words. Jackson, this is the song. Okay, the Johnny, are you queer song? Right. Yeah. What was that? It's all like happy and giddy, but it's like, like Johnny, are you queer boy? Johnny, are you weird boy? And she, and like, if you listen to the song, because the pretty much the whole time this is playing, it's just set up. It's not really that interesting. No. And it's like. I can't help to think when you're dancing with your friends and then she goes, Johnny, are you queer? It's the name of the song. And they're like, the backup singers are like, Johnny, are you queer? Bop, bop, bop. It's so strange. And that mo- that song would never, ever work in today's society. I'm, oh. I'm shocked. Hey, it's me. I'm trying to see if I can find uh, the song. I pulled up the homecoming it's no, it's man. super bad. It it's really shocking to hear, and I mean, I mean I'm like I'm fine with whatever music. It's just after you know living in this day and age, it's just strange to hear. Uh, you can maybe this is it though. Hold on, let's see. Do it, Jackson. I'm trying. Hold on, let me see. Oh God, I need some extra line, Jackson. Give me a little line here. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah. Oh God, you went. Around. What happened? What happened? Just take this your headphones work. off and do this will work. Oh man, it's not gonna load. I, my phone's We're going having, off the rails. My phone's having terrible. Condition. We're going off the rails. All right, sorry, but anyway, you look up Johnny. Are you queer? I think it's by Josie Cotton. You know who knows? Anyways, super strange. Yeah, but yeah, movie ends. Not bad. So subplot, now we get though. to now we get to the subplot, which they build they build it up by at Susie's party. The mom is talking to this kid named Skip at the party. I've written here. Skip is the best. Yeah. And then, you know, they don't really show a whole lot about it. Next time you see him, Miss Susie's mom is in her backyard, and Skip is bringing groceries to her. And she's at like... At the pool. Yeah, at the pool. But she's wearing, like... She's not wearing, like, anything, like, seductive, you know? She's playing her... Another reference to Miss Robinson. Yeah. I mean, this whole plot line, I yeah. feel like, is... It was like an homage, which was weird. And then he's like... Uh, or she's like... Uh, She's like try, like leading him on, but like not like at the same time. She's like plastic, or something like that. Yeah, she that's a condom thing. She was asking if he had a condom. Oh, 
Well, like she just like she did like she just like plastic or something like that. She was like, if if there's a time to do something, it's now. And he's and he they they play it as Skip's really dumb about stuff. Terribly dumb. And Skip, but Skip intended he he was like, well, it's not you know it's no coincidence that I brought the groceries here. And she's like, oh really? But then he's like, I've got more deliveries to make though, so I'll have to see you later. Then he leaves. And then the final part of this entire subplot is Skip comes, Skip like breaks, in it, breaking breaks into in the area. house, basically, yeah. and someone's in the shower, but you don't know who's in the shower. Really thought it was the mom. Yeah. And then you see someone come home later on, and she walks upstairs, and it turns out to be Susie's mom, and Susie and Skip are in bed. And that's it. That's the whole plot. That's the whole plot. You see them like go to prom together, but like it's not like, you know, focused on. And that's it. Yeah, it's the uh, whole subplot. Like what? Why spend all that? I, I mean, I enjoyed the plot line, but it could have had a better payoff. I feel like than that. I feel like, like like something funny. Like take his take her mom to the prom. That would be funny. That would be funny. Yeah. Have the mom actually be the person. Have Susie discover it, and then no, even better. Really subtle though. Have them both like walk in with him, but then it just cuts away to them. Like to someone else, oh, and like he, then you know, like oh, Skip is with both of them. Oh, but then that's it. That's all it would be. That's weird. That's funny though. I would yeah, like that. That but would be good. The B plot's so much better than the A plot. Strange. It's like it's uh, it's. It, I wouldn't even call it a B plot just because there's not enough material there. I say it's more. It's of like the a only C. B plot in the movie, but it's more of a C plot. I guess, but then there's no B plot, so that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but that's Valley Girl. Anyways, Valley Girl went in trying to hate it, going to be honest, but it won me over in the end. And it's, I feel like it's really just a testament to how well Nick Cage can bring up a movie if you're really disinterested in or it. Or if you're Spirit of Vengeance, bring down. I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I don't think I would have made, made it through Spirit of Vengeance without Nick Cage in it. Oh, definitely. But if that was like a standalone movie, oof, bad. Oh, but, yeah. But sure. what, would you, what would you rate Valley Girl? Valley Girl. That's a tough one because we have two pretty good Nick Cage movies to go through and we're only one down. I would give Valley Girl, I'll give it a six Robert Pattinson's out of a Green Goblin. Give it a six and a half out of ten. Six and a half out of ten. I'll be simple with it. I don't know what the fuck Dawson is saying. Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. What if, okay, but what what does Green Goblin represent as a number? What, I've I've done this every time, Jackson. But you now change you it up every time. Me? You change it up. Last what? time it was like it was like seven William Dafoes out of ten Robert Pattinsons, and then now you're just like I don't like what six William Dafoes out of a Green Goblin. How about this, Jackson? I'll Green Goblin it. could be like eight for all we know. So you could be like saying like it's six out of eight, which in turn just means that it's three out of. You're, you're not very good at fractions. I don't, don't want to do that. But uh, three out of four. Yes. There you go. Uh, here, Jackson. How about this? Mm-hmm. I will give it. I will give it. Hmm, this is hard. I'm gonna give it two Nicholas Cages out of the uh, Declaration of Independence. Okay, see, that's understandable. That's clear. That's I clear. get what that's, that is. That's understandable. I understand what you're going for there. Which, is that a segue, or do we have Raising Arizona in between? Raising Arizona. All right, Raising Arizona. What is Raising Arizona? But real, oh, did you ever figure out the time? Do we? Did you ever figure out the time? Okay, so 
Doobie has been calculating the time we spent on watching Nicolas Cage movies. And real quick. For the whole month I of have, November. I have those all the hours. Okay. Did you do the hours in the whole month? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, I was, was going to say that real quick, but okay. Good deal. Handing it over to Doobie. So there's 31 days in November. There's 24 Thir- hours in each day. Isn't there 30? Um, no, it's 30. Oh, you're right. It is 30. My so bad. it's 720 okay. hours. 720 hours. Okay. So 720 hours. In November, said? yes. Mm-hmm. In November. Y'all watched 12 hours and 26 minutes worth of Nick Cage. Oh. So, okay. So let's, what would, 720 divided by, I guess, you said 26? 12. 12 hours and 26 okay. minutes. Okay. So roughly, okay, I didn't do that right. I don't know, like. Divided, no, it's 26 divided by 720. And that'll give you point whatever, and that's your percentage. We want okay. Three percent, three and a half percent of our month of November was spent watching Nicolas Cage films. Well, mine was wasted watching Nick Cage films. <laughs> Thank you. What? I thought you had some good ones. Three percent of the month. Three percent of the month. Next, okay. You know what that means. And even more if we calculate the times we spent talking about the movies. That's true. But that that only means that we just had to beat that next year. Right. Four percent. Four percent. We're going for. We're going for 5% of the month. 5%. What? Okay, fuck it. Let's do 10%. No, Let's do no, 10%, 10% of our month no, dedicated to Nick no, Cage no, films. No, 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 no. We might actually run out of Nick Cage films in that amount of time. Uh, well, probably yeah, not, because he'll probably come out with like 10 more movies. That's this. true. And then Joe, the Joe Exotic thing, who knows what that's even going to be like? Yeah. So. What, who knows what that is? Yeah. It feels like I will say we've watched. I've watched. We've watched more Nick Cage movies than other movies. I feel like we're literally a <laughs> Nick Cage podcast <laughs> because of like how like long we've been doing this, and it it's not that long. It's like a month, but it's like it's just like the 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 quantity of like film. <laughs> like how many movies were not. Only one. Only one, movie one movie we've watched so far <laughs> was not a Nicolas Cage film. Every other movie we've watched has literally been Nicolas Cage. Everyone's like, I'm so tired of them talking about Nick Cage. Like, people will literally be like, oh, this is a podcast about Nicolas Cage. And then they'll be like, okay, I've heard enough of Nicolas Cage. Let, let's get out of here. Seven out of eight oh, movies. The Others was the other one oh that we had. God. But what an awesome movie. So two non-Nicolas Cage movies and seven Nicolas Cage movies. Wow. So yeah, we we have to like we have to be way ahead until the next Nick Cage movie. We gotta get a lot of non-Nick Cage. I would I, I'm gonna have to say, can we abstain from any Nick Cage movies not in November? So no more Nick Cage movies. Only in the month of November? Yeah. Okay. But like what if Joe Exotic comes out? And we're still doing this. Like, do we watch that and it's not November? Or do we have to wait? Yeah, we can watch that. I mean, okay. I might I might honestly be scarred for life. I'm probably gonna be watching movies from now on, be like, wait, where when does Nick Cage come in? This is this not Ghost Rider three? <laughs> what what the fuck did you put on? <laughs> I mean come on. I'm God. a I'm a movie connoisseur. I need Nick Cage. Yeah, but like I don't know. That's that's a crazy number. Three percent. Thank 3% you for the numbers. Three percent of November. Twelve hour. God, that was a lot. And even more talking about it. Jesus. So probably. So like we've probably spent. The last episode was an hour and a half. Yeah. So we've probably spent. I'd say four percent. Four percent of our month 
discussing or experiencing. I'll say experiencing because it's an experience. Nick experiencing Nick Cage. Wow. He and should be proud of us. Yeah, you've probably spent 3%, I would say. Yeah. And Spencer's spent point two. Yeah. So point two. Douglas spent He watched Valley Girl. So that's a little bit. So, you know. It's a little in bit. And a little bit of national treasure. What do you think about Nick Cage in November? It's the first time you haven't responded. What the hell's wrong? Get it closer to him. He he he's shy. He's not he's not feeling it. I think he's exhausted with Nick Cage in November as well. I am too, Chomper. <laughs> I am too. So Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. I don't have any notes. Neither do I. I have a few. But what is Raising Arizona? What is it, Jackson? Recidivist, hold up man, H.I. McDonough, and policewoman Edwina marry, only to discover that they are unable to conceive a child. Desperate for a baby, the pair decide to kidnap one of the quintuplets of furniture tycoon Nathan, Arizona. The McDonoughs try to keep their crime secret, while friends, co-workers, and a feral bounty hunter look to use Nathan Jr. for their own purposes. And that's pretty much it. It's hard to talk about this movie because it's already very self-aware of itself. Yeah, it's a Coen Brothers film, if you didn't know that, which is like its own genre of film. Uh, you don't really like... Coen Brothers don't really have like super straightforward movies. They never have, which is kind of cool. But This, this, one, this one's a very pretty easy plot line to get behind. Well, yeah. But like in, ser- in terms of, like, uh, I guess, like... It's very like each each Cohen movie is very out there in a different direction. Like a narrative, it doesn't really have a narrative. Mm-mm. But straight off the bat, I very much like this movie. Love, I love *Raising Arizona*. Fantastic it's film. It's really funny. My few notes: Nick Cage is great from the get-go. Yeah, obviously. *Elastigirl*. Shout out to *Elastigirl*. Oh, that is her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and then the other two, I just have quotes about. We can go over that uh, at a uh, different time. Um, you know, I love, what's the big guy's name? I'm sorry. John Goodman. John Goodman. I love him. He's great. He's great Gale. in everything he ever does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's in this. It's so funny. Great movie. A few iconic scenes, uh, when they're breaking out of the prison and they're screaming the entire time. He screams the whole time. When, like, yeah. when they leave the baby off on the, uh, on the roof. Yeah. And they're screaming until they get back to him. And then, and then these scenes where, um, Nick Cage is going through the parole board and he's like. Didn't I tell you not to tell me tell me what I wanted to hear, boy? He said, yes, sir. He's like, okay, then. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. It's funny. It's a, good, it's a good movie. Very quotable. Yeah, it's very quotable. Very quotable. One of, my, one of my mom's other favorites. So, technically, we covered a lot of her favorite Nick Cage films. So, I feel like she's also uh, spent a good amount of her month experiencing Nick Cage with us. Yeah. I feel like anyone who listens... I, I doubt anyone listens to the podcast religiously at this point, but I, if anyone does, then they are spending some time on Nick Cage right now. That's true. And I'm sorry, but we're at the end, mm-hmm. and that's what we're getting through today. Um, A few more things about Raising Arizona. The chase scene through the supermarket. One of my favorite scenes in movie history. Great scene. So funny. Great Great scene. Oh, my gosh. He's like, you got a pantyhose on your head, boy. It's so <laughs> he's funny. Just like, just like, he's just, like, jogging, like, casually with, like, the pantyhose on his head. And then he throws the t- uh, uh, diapers at the yeah. policeman. The policeman just completely falls over from it. <laughs> Dude, uh, when they're in the, when, uh, what's what's the big guy's name? Damn. Gail. Gail. Is his name. When, when him and his brother. Gail and uh, Evel. Yeah. When they're robbing the bank, and he's like, now everybody freeze and get down on the ground. And they're just like stuck there. He's like, well, what is it? You told us to freeze, but you also said to get down. 
Therefore, if I get down, I am moving. But if I'm on the ground, I cannot freeze. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, my God, where are the tellers? And they're just like, <laughs> we're down here, too. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, dude. That's so stupid. How many, how many babies would you say played the quintuplets? Like, I, I would say five. Fifteen. Fifteen babies. One of the babies was fired during production because it learned how to walk, and the mother went so far as to put the shoes on that baby backwards so it couldn't walk to stay in the movie. That's so sad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fifteen uh, babies. Mm-hmm. That would have been a better movie. I don't know. That's the, really the only like fun fact about this movie. All the other stuff is just like... Oh, uh, the Coen brothers. Um, so that Nick Cage, uh, he was kind of difficult to work with at times. And uh, Nick Cage are the same. But then at the end of the movie, they very much enjoyed working with each other and would like to work with each other in the future. Yeah. The bounty hunter, on the other hand, was apparently a dick to work with. Really? Yeah. I did not like that guy. Nah. Well, I mean, that's the point. Yeah. I mean, it is. So I guess he did his job, but I didn't really like him or his, like, I don't know, his presence. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's kind of added. It's kind of useless. And I feel like it would have been better without him. There's, but yeah, there's a lot of great quotes about this movie. We're not going to go into the plot because this one you should really watch. Out of all the Nick Cage movies, personally, I would say this should be the one that you guys watch. But I feel like Valley Girl is the one movie that we picked for this episode that people probably haven't watched mm-hmm. our age. Or oh, God. Our okay, age. so. And I feel like, if anything, they've seen National Treasure. Of course. And probably Raising Arizona if they like comedy movies. I don't know. I've. Excuse me. I know I've know a lot of people who have never seen that movie. Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. They should. It's really fun. I know. It's, it's really good. It's a great. It, didn't the Coen Brothers make Big Lebowski as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, so yes. that makes sense. I love the Big Lebowski. They have like the exact same feeling, basically, just decades apart. Yeah, but a Big Lebowski is, I would say, is better than Raising Arizona. I know you like it. You're one of it's your one favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah. I remember. But Raising Arizona is pretty good. I just don't. I don't want to go into it too much in depth because if you haven't seen it, go watch it. We we didn't spoil Super anything quotable. for like you. Like when uh when he finally like gets the kid and uh he like he gives the kid to uh, Ed and he's like got the instructions too and it's like a baby book yeah <laughs> which is really funny the and then she just like breaks down and just like I love this child so much yeah it's a funny movie man and it's hard to talk about because it's already making jokes about itself the entire time yeah it knows what it is but yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't and it doesn't do um <clears throat> doesn't do too much no it doesn't it's it's right on the money with it but basically great film uh, go watch it. Like we said, we aren't going to say anything about it because we think y'all should watch it. What is your rating for this movie? I will give this four out of five quintuplets. I was going to give it... I was basically going to give it nine out of ten quintuplets. So we're we're pretty much on the basically same page. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Well, I'm a little better. No, four out of five is better than nine out of ten. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's a bigger number. Four out of five is 80%. Nine out of ten is 90%. Oh, yeah, you're right. Gosh, Jackson, you're messing me up with fractions. <laughs> well, Jackson, it's that time of the season when we have to wind down with a classic and ultra famous movie that one of our beloved heroes, which you probably all know the name of, stole a very important document from the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Jackson, what movie am I talking about? Ghost Rider 2. No, not Ghost Rider 2. We're not doing that again. We watched 
for you and for your eyes only. Hashtag J. Cole. We watched National Treasure. National Treasure. Wow. Not wow. as good as the second one. Not as good, but the we didn't watch the second really one. really good because they go international. They do, but hey, man. Also great, though, and I feel like, you know, what is National Treasure? Well, Jackson, let me let you tell me. Well, Benjamin Franklin Gates, a pedigree of the treasure hunter family who learns about a national treasure from his grandfather. The treasure is stashed somewhere in the country, and the clue leading to the treasure chest is ciphered and scattered all over the country. Benjamin's father abhors treasure hunting, as he himself lost 20 years in chasing the treasure. Plot takes a twist when Ben... This is the worst like description ever, but anyway. Plot takes a <laughs> twist when Ben's accomplice, Ian, decides to steal the Declaration of Independence. Ben refuses to Ian's plan, and they become hostile. When Ben tips the FBI about the possible theft, they refuse to believe him, and he decides that he must steal it. Uh... And yeah, basically, shenan- shenanigans ensue. Um, but to, real quick to uh, talk about um, the reason he steals it. The writing in this movie is really good. Yeah, like, I like it. Impressively, like like the line, like he he talks about like like he like uh they were like you know he's doing what's wrong to make I forgot it actually. Yeah, I like the dialogue that he's talking about. He's he says cheers to high treason because you know if you didn't sign the Declaration of Independence and if you did it and you didn't win you got high treason and were killed horrifically, and he toasts him uh, saying uh, to those men that did something that seemed wrong for something they knew was right, and and that was a cool scene, but I will say something about the dialogue I do like it, it's. It's two Ocean's Eleven for me. Just a little bit. but Everyone's the, an expert yeah. and a smooth talker. The writers of this film had to have done probably a lot of historical research because like, I don't think most movie writers know like exact quotes from the Declaration of Independence. Like, But when a long train of abuses and unsurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Like, how would a movie writer be like, I'm going to put that in, like, just off the top of the head. Oh, it mean, okay, if there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. Yeah. That, that was what the, the, the line was. Yeah, but it, it's kind of hard for me watching all these Nick Cage movies and all the various crazy Nick Cage moments and how weird he acts. For him to be this super smart expert in his in like history well, and stuff. I don't I don't know if you knew this, um, but uh, Nick Cage thought they were filming a documentary, and he was actually just inviting them uh, to a side project that he had okay. uh, at the time of filming. Oh, yeah, and so you know they were just you know they were just like all right, let's just roll camera, we'll figure this out, follow and, him around. Yeah, you know ultimately he did actually steal the Declaration of Independence and. Um, you know, Mr. Uh, what are the color from uh, Reservoir Dogs was actually FBI director for a time. And, you know. Oh, yeah, that sure was him. Yeah. Mr. Brown? Or no, it wasn't Mr. Brown. It was a... Uh, Pink? No, no, Pink was Mr. Buscemi. Pink was, yeah. Uh, it was Mr. Gray? Maybe. Green? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, just I don't think you knew that. I don't, I don't know if you knew that, but it was a documentary, basically. Wow. But, the, you know, they had... They couldn't, obviously... You know, no one would believe that, so they had to make it a movie. Right. They obviously. just obviously they put a fancy name on it. 
Let's stop everyone right here. If you haven't watched National Treasure, stop it. Get some help. You need to go watch National Treasure. And you need to go watch National Treasure too. We're not talking about that movie, but go and do it. It's better I may, than the first I one. may talk about it a little bit on the next episode if I watch it. No. I really want to watch it. No, let's save it for next Nick Cage November. But I don't Okay, well, I'm still going to watch it, but I'll save it. Yeah, cuz I don't want to talk anymore about Nick Cage after this is over. I I can't believe that you do. It's cuz I support him so much. Yeah, I support him too, but I didn't know <laughs> how much that would cost us. That's 3%. True. 3%. Three, it was actually like, I think like 3.6 to be specific. So we'll round that up to 4%. Almost 4% yeah. of our month spent on Nick I Cage. don't have a whole lot of notes about this movie either. I got some. First Sh- off, what do you got? Uh, no way in hell could the kid at the start of the movie grow up to look like Nick Cage at all. I just thought that was really weird. They couldn't have cast like a kid who looked even just like a little bit like what Nick Cage would look like. I don't care about that. They're usually not good with it. I thought it was weird. Sean Bean isn't really yeah. a villain. He's Ned not like Stark. Yeah, I kind of like him. He's not super bad. No, like no, him, no. he has he has a, a respect for Ben, but he's also kind of greedy. So you do like you know. But there are times where like you can tell that uh, they were friends at one point. Yeah, I, I kind of like them. Yeah, he was nice yeah. to everybody pretty yeah. much. Nick Cage's hair in this movie, I don't know if it's real or a wig. Looks pretty good. Yeah, Flowy. it looks good. It looks good. And then my final thing is, is uh, I have a quote, but I'm going to save that. Okay. The writing at times, the dialogue is kind of, while it was it's good. too smooth. It's also like kind of like. Cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, all yeah. over the place. It's very Ocean's Eleven in the way that everyone's so witty and has a comeback and stuff like that. And there's like, there'll be like a really serious part and then like, they'll try and like make a joke. Yeah, but comic relief. It's not like. With that guy. Like. Well, no, his were more, like, natural because, like, his character is like that the whole time. But, like, I, I remember – I should have written it down. I feel like – I remember there was, like, a part where some – like, Nick Cage was getting all serious about something. And then he said something, like, really goofy. Just, like, just in that one moment and then went right, right back to, like, talking like normal, which was kind of weird. Yeah, kind of undercutting the seriousness yeah. of the situation. I don't know if I have any trivia about this movie. Oh, um, the good guys in the movie use Google and the bad guys use Yahoo. I was just I was like one of the first trivia things I found. I got some internet stuff for you. Let's hear it. It's one of my biggest gripes with movies, especially since we've been watching older movies. All their software looks like Spy Kids software. Why does it do that? Why do they feel the need to make it look fake and have graphics and I stuff? I think it's because, and I could be wrong, um, there's like licensing issues with, like that's why a lot of times like phones don't have, like, a real screen because of, like, licensing issues. Yeah, I get that. But at the that, same time, like, Google... they're using an HP in the yeah, movie. At the, uh, yeah, and, like, uh, Google's, like, public domain and everything. So, like, I don't know. There's There might be licensing stuff. I think that's changed recently. But they could literally, like, like pull up a few, like, uh, command boards that you can pull up on your, you know, your laptop if you hit a certain combination, mm-hmm. turn it green, type in some random letters and stuff. It would look fine. It would look much more convincing than having like graphic garage band looking knobs all on your spy system. That's that is, true. That is ridiculous. Why do they feel the need? And especially Nick Cage movies, especially, why do they feel the need to do that? That's so stupid. I don't know. They I feel like, you know, we we don't really understand or we understand what it takes to be a good movie, but I don't think people do. I feel like they they want to try and do as much as they can when really they should just let Nick Cage just just free. Yeah, let, let him do his thing, and he will lead you to the national treasure. What movie, what year do you think this movie came out? 
I'm going to say, okay, so face-off was when? 94. I'm going to say this movie was 2011. 24, or 2004. National what? Treasure. National wow. Treasure came out in 2004. It shot so clean. Yeah, and uh, National Treasure 2 came out the same year as Ghost Rider, uh, 2007. Finland is the third one that's in the writing process, but it has been apparently for a while from what I, 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 I saw, so... I don't know. I'm shocked by this movie being yeah. 2004. I didn't. I didn't realize it. Was, I literally just looked it up because I was like, "This." I wonder what year. Because I remember. I feel like this movie came out like. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I feel like, but I guess I didn't. Yeah. Because there's no way I would have gone to a movie theater at five years old to watch this Nicolas Cage film. I, I maybe obviously you have. Obviously, like I didn't. Maybe know. it started all there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe my dad like just like threw me in there and was like enjoy and then he just left and then I was like that's when I was like. Oh my God! This is the greatest man Your alive. Your mom's like, he's not ready. He's like, I did the same thing when I was his age. He must. And so now you're stuck on this like low level podcast with me talking about Nick Cage for four percent of your November. Yeah, but you know, it all great things come to an end, only to even get better in the future. Let's hope so. But um, yeah, what do you, what are some of your notes on National Treasure? So, like you said. I feel like the concept is so Nicholas Cage, it's not even funny. I've written here, Nick Cage is stealing the declaration so it doesn't get stolen. So that's pretty roundabout logic to be using that I only feel like Nick Cage would come up with. Well, like I said, it's a documentary. Yeah. So, so this was something true. that he had thought of for a long time. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think it makes perfect sense. But, like, you know, it they do, like, allude to... Cause he was very like against having it, or excuse me, stealing it at the start, or when they first like realized they had to steal it, and so it kind of makes sense because he, you know, gets a little turned on by the document. It seems like towards the end of the movie, right? And so like he has a feeling of it, like it. <laughs> he was like, "It's not just a piece of paper." I feel like he, that's like yeah. what he said at the end. But like I feel like he was like, you know, if Ian steals it, Sean Bean, who didn't die. In this movie. Surprising. One of like I was 20. Told, I told Spencer that like while we were watching the movie, I was like, he's like known for dying in every So many. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, obviously. It's a oh, lot more. I was hoping for just a beheading scene in this movie. <laughs> it's like, wow. I was just, just an illusion. <laughs> yeah. But no, he, uh, like, he, he's like, he's nervous probably that like Ian's like, oh, he's going to like, he's going to ruin it and everything. And he's like, I, you know, I want to protect it and all this stuff like that. So he's like, I have to do this myself. I want to sleep with it at night and cuddle it. <laughs> I did. I did when the movie ended. Uh, me and Douglas were watching, and like, remember when um, Abigail gives him that map? And yeah. She's like, what? It? And he's like, Oh, what's this? It's a map. And he's like, and He's like, Oh, to where? And I thought it'd be. I thought like it's probably like what happens. Like they like they get into it, and he just starts going like. Oh, declaration. Oh, and God. She's like, what was that? What'd you say? He's like, Oh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> dude. That movie, this movie's bonkers. Oh, I like the first 3D glasses to come into existence in this movie. Um, you mean uh, the, some sort of ocular device? Yeah, the, some sort and then of ocular he goes, device. He goes, it's some sort of ocular device. And then he's like, hand me the spectacles. And then he's like, all right, give me the glasses. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps forgetting. <laughs> and then, they, keep, and then they, they call it glasses from then on out. It's like he was slowly remembering like, oh, what is this word? You know this. Yeah, he's like. 
Oculus Rift. You don't want to embarrass Declaration. What is it? <laughs> and then he was eventually like, oh, glasses. That's right. Yeah. Hand me the glasses. It. That's it. But uh, kind of disturbing in this movie. Got a lot of um, got a lot of Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade vibes. I feel like they almost stole pretty much everything from Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. It's just because the Knights Templar, which is The like- Knights Templar goes through the whole thing with his dad. His, the dad and the bad guys are the bad guys are using his dad as okay, a hostage in, at the end in the temple, and they even do the scene where uh, Indiana Jones' love interest is it's either the Grail or her, and she tries to get the Grail and she falls. Same thing happens except with the in the Declaration of Independence. Okay, I'm saying it's pretty freaking close. And then, yeah, but speaking of that scene, like when like he like he drops her and everything, and he's like, "I'm sorry, it was either you or the Declaration." Yeah, and she's like, "I would have done the same thing," and he was like, "You would." <laughs> yeah, he was like really disturbed by that. <laughs> but she, you know, he it's totally fine if he does it. it but when cage. it happens to him, then like, because you know, if he can't have the Declaration, then no one can. Right. Right. I mean, so, of course not. Hey, now he's threatened that she also is. He's he's thinking himself like by the declaration. She, she's gonna steal it from me. <laughs> yeah, he's very paranoid about everyone stealing. Do it. I leave her down here? Like, what happens? Yeah. Oh man, this movie was a fun time. Great cast: Angelina Jolie's dad, Daryl Dixon's wife, the dude from The Hangover, Nicolas Cage, Ned Stark. That's it, Mister Color. Whose name I can't remember. Um, that's was it. that it? Oh, that's Christopher it. Plummer, who he was the granddad. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about him. He was like in the movie for five minutes. He was barely I there. I don't even think he knew he was yeah. there. The second one is so much better. Like the, even the opening of the movie, I was remember. I remember. In the, I was remember the second one that I was watching. And I was like, dude, they, the second one is literally just like an improvement. Not like the first one's bad, but the second one is just like everything is better in that movie. Yeah. So I really like it. I mean, I, I like this movie. This uh, movie was good. I feel like it was stupid for Nick Cage at the end to only take one percent. Do you know what one? Do you know what? No, no, he didn't take one percent. Yeah. He he was offered ten percent. One percent. He was yeah. offered ten percent, which is ten billion dollars, is what he would have gotten. And then Riley got half of one percent because got, Nick Cage got yeah the got point five. So he would he got they both got fifty million dollars at the end. That's still. Why wouldn't you just take the ten billion dollars? Well, he obviously because he was like it should go back to the people. But nobody, nobody, because like all the hit, like dude, like he could oh, just shit. he could just use that money to give to charity if he was so adamant about that. But like instead, it, he gave it to museums that are already well funded. Dude, if I if I found the scrolls from the Library of Alexandria, I would one hundred percent give those to someone. Because, like, I have no idea what to do with those. That'd be amazing to find those. You wouldn't take a 10% finder's fee. You would still give them. That's a lot of taxes. A lot of ta- Jackson, how much? There's a lot of taxes in anything like that. Okay, but if you get $10 billion, or, yeah, ten no, a billion dollars. If you get a billion dollars from the government, how much is that taxed? Jackson, it doesn't matter, because if you get a billion dollars from the government you're still going to get taxed and have more money than you would for $50 million and still get taxed. Okay, that's true. So okay. what are you arguing? So, okay, well, at the same time, like, he also, he's not, like... He's not in it for the money. No. I understand. He's not. It's still because stupid. Because, obviously, as I said, he, it's a documentary, so he's already loaded, Nicolas Cage, in real life. No, he's flat broke, so he could use the money. That's true. He is flat broke. <laughs> Forgot about that. 
Forgot that he... Yeah. Okay, so, I don't know. I wouldn't... He's probably in a lot of debt. Maybe I would do the one, the, the billion dollars. But at the same time, you know... I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, if if you feel bad about it, give it to charity. Where does the $10 billion come from? Or start your from? own charity. That Yeah, that could work. I mean... But where would the... T- open up your own museum. Oh, now that would be a good museum. Where would you put it, though? The Museum of National Treasure. <laughs> the Museum of... Yeah. The Museum of Nicolas Cage's hairpiece. Oh, man. Where would you put the museum? Uh, where would you put possibly the greatest find... The greatest, you know, historical find in human history, having like artifacts from Alexandria to like Egypt to the Templar times and everything. Where in the U.S. or in the world would you put that museum? Antarctica. Antarctica. I would put it in a blimp. <laughs> Why would you put it in a traveling blimp? museum? Traveling museum. Actually, but no. blimps I would are put highly it flammable. With the $10 million, I'd make a flame-retardant blimp. You would put it on a plane and have Nick Cage have to steal it back from the plane, <laughs> Con Air style. He doesn't steal the plane in Con Air. He hijacks it after uh, Cyrus the Virus and Cyrus the um, virus. Diamond Dog. Wow. And uh, I forget the other names. Steal it right. first. Right. So... I don't know. I don't think there's a good place to keep it, honestly. Garland Green. That was uh, Steve Buscemi. Sorry. I mean, if it's America's national treasure, I mean, I would just well, keep it in America. Well, it's not necessarily America's, because Alexandria is on top on the, the northern part of Egypt. And it's a bunch of... I understand that, but America had it last. Well, technically... And the Freemasons in this lore started America. Well, te- but technically also the... Um, the uh, Templars found it, created the Freemasons, and then eventually down the line, the Freemasons became Told the, the founding gates. fathers. And yeah. then the, they were like, let's take it here away. F- like, let's do what we want to do with it, which is, I don't know. I, if, if I was Thomas Jefferson in this lore, in this canon, uh, per se. Canon. I would, <laughs> I would, dude, sorry, real quick. Uh, there's like a whole national treasure, like, lore there's like books and stuff about it there's a tv show coming out people thought it happened there's like oh yeah they did didn't they? yeah and they also thought the da vinci code happened people love a good conspiracy the da vinci code no 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 don't start i don't know about that that's also another really impressive script or it was a book first i would be not surprised if it's the same guy well no the da vinci code was a book first was the National Treasure not? Mm-mm. I think oh, okay. it was just written from that. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't know. I would put... <laughs> come back to this. I'd put my Museum of National Treasure in Montana. <laughs> Why would you put it in Montana? Because Montana is probably the coolest place in the U.S. For what reason? Just like the nature and everything. Like, Have you ever seen what Montana looks like? Why wouldn't you put it somewhere awesome. like Washington, D.C.? Too or crowded. Like too many, they already have too many museums. Boston could work. Uh, Why don't you think Boston has too many museums? Name all the museums in Boston. I don't know. Name all the museums in Washington, D.C. Smithsonian Institution, which is like 22 of them. Uh, Washington Monument. Uh, Jefferson Memorial. Lincoln Memorial. That you're just naming places from the National Mall. What? The National Mall. The big whatever it's called. With the Washington Memorial and the Lincoln Memorial, it's called 
I think it's the National Mall. There's a thing called the National Mall. I know the National. What the is it called, Doobie? The Smithsonian Institution is 22 museums, and they're all like in a row. I will say, uh, fun fact about me: when I watched the, uh, it's like Washington D.C. Mall or International Mall, Smithsonian Mall. I know it's something. The mall. Smithsonian Institution is the Smithsonian Museums. I don't know what the National Mall is. I never heard of that. But fun fact about the Smithsonian: when I watched National Treasure Two. I was so excited that we were going to Washington, D.C. because I thought I knew how the entire Smithsonian was laid out. No, and when I walked through the front door, I was so upset. I didn't even <laughs> want to keep going. Oh, no. So what is it? I think you're right. It's the National Mall. It's over two miles from the Lincoln Memorial yeah. onto the West End, which is U.S. Capitol. And it's called the National Mall? Washington, D.C. Mall. Yeah. Mall. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Still name more museums than you could in Boston. 22 of them to be exact. Jackson. Jackson. No one. You name a museum in Boston. The Museum of Boston. The Museum of Boston. Doobie, help me out with that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just said it. Um, I don't know. Let's put it in Hank Aaron Stadium. Screw it. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be a really like. Mobile, Alabama, home of the world's greatest historical find, worth $10 billion. Come to Hank Way Aaron Way more Field. than $10 billion, because that's 1%. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. It was $10 billion total, and he would have gotten a billion. Yeah, but he was bribing with the guy, so he that wasn't the total. He No, he estimated it was worth $10 billion. The dude was like, how's 10% sound? And then he was like, no, I'm fine. Let's split 1%. Yeah, I don't know. Nor Wasn't that I right? <laughs> so, are we done? Have we? Ra- well, final, oh. f- final, final rating for uh, National Treasure. One. National Treasure. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. I'm gonna give it. I do. I'm gonna give him six heads out of a beheaded Ned Stark. <laughs> I'm gonna do. Six and a half Declaration of Independences out of Indipi. Uh, yeah. Indipi. Uh, out of ten Indipi. There you go. Um Yeah. I did I feel like this didn't hold up to a rewatch the second time around. Uh, well, here's the thing. I feel like Barely. Did. Were you when you were watching it, were you also thinking, I really want to watch the second one? No. No? Okay. No. So my thought was like, this movie would be really good. But I just like I like would rather watch the second one because I've seen the first one so many times. Well, yeah. So I feel like I feel like if it was like a fresh take, like someone who had never seen that movie before, it would be more uh, enjoyable. Not yeah. to say it's not enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I had a I, it was fine. We watched it. I didn't hate it. I'm I'm thankful uh, as always that it isn't Spirit of Vengeance. So. <laughs> So it automatically gets a passing That's grade true. in my book. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. So we're we're officially done with Nick Cage in November. We are, Jackson. What's our runtime right now? 115. 115. Short and sweet for a three-movie podcast. Well, we, we, we held our own against the uh, plot. Or, uh, against um, not talking about the plot. Right. Yeah. I, it, that would have been a lot. I'm just... I'm glad that we stuck through this. I really didn't think after Spirit of Vengeance we were going to get through it. <laughs> Me neither. That was uh, that I was, was so so done with movies at that point. I I'm excited to do uh, a good movie 
next. Are we? I thought we were doing movie Christmas movies. Well, we're doing personal favorites, so it could be my favorite or your favorite. Yeah, we're also doing personal least favorites, and I'm going to pick a stinker. I don't even know. Like, I'd have to look up like all the Christmas movies that I've watched. I'm probably going to do Krampus. I like that one. I haven't seen it. It's good. Really? So we, th- that could be your. You could do that as your least favorite, technically, and then we could watch that because I really like that movie. I actually. think I'm gonna pick Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer for one of my favorites. God, you only get one favorite. I only get one favorite. One favorite, one least favorite, and then Star Wars. So you just ruined the thing. We've already no talked about it being Star Wars. Oh, have we? Like I don't several think times. we have on here. I th- yeah. Oh, okay. We have. We have before. Oh, okay. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. I really like Rudolph as a kid. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. So <laughs> this is this is what's why the I'm what's Burgermeister Meister Burger? That's Rudolph, isn't it? What the hell is that? You don't remember Burgermeister Meister Burger? Burgermeister Meister Burger? You don't remember him? No, not at all. Was it Rudolph? I hope it was. I don't know who. No, because yeah. Frosty was cartoon. Yeah, Frosty was a cartoon. Burger. I think Burgermeister Meister Burger was. I thought Frosty was also stop motion. Well, now I gotta. Are look you up. thinking of Jack Frost and uh, the? Frosty was family. Oh, oh, Burgermeister Meister Burger is in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's. Oh wait, no, Rudolph. Let me see him. Let me see a picture of Burgermeister Meister Burger. That dude. I don't remember. You him. don't remember him? No, do I don't you? remember him. The Burgermeister Meister Burger. What did he do? He was um. Oh, oh! apparently Santa Claus is Coming to Town is a prequel to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's a whole universe of the stop-motion Christmas stuff. I'm not doing that. You got um, the set? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing wow. that. They're not that long. National Lampoon? I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one. They're, the, the, but the stop-motion the stop motion animations aren't that long. They're like an hour each. Oh really? They're TV, they were TV specials. They're not like full movies. Well, I don't know. I was a little kid when I watched them, so I don't remember. Christmas Story. That'll be a good one. Christmas Story. What is that? Dude. Oh, oh God! I I look like a fool right now. Dude, are you kidding me? That's, That's like probably the, my favorite. One of them. Yeah, a Santa uh, Santa Claus is really good. Santa Claus with Tim Allen. What about Santa Claus Three? I actually like Santa Claus oh, Three. Oh no, Jackson! We gotta watch. I that. haven't watched that in a while though. Oh, but that oh, would uh, be bad. Christmas with the Cranks. That one's that's a good one. I don't remember Christmas with the Cranks. It's it's Tim Allen as well. He's in a lot of Christmas movies. It's but it's really good. It's like it's like a fan. Oh, Home Alone, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. <gasps> Nakatomi no Plaza. Hey, Jackson, we could watch Die Hard. Well, of course, because it's a Christmas movie, and if you don't believe so, you're an idiot. It is a Christmas movie. I know. Some people don't believe it. They're like, it's not a Christmas movie. Of course, it's a Christmas movie. Is Just like the first Spider Man is a Thanksgiving movie. They, uh, have, they have Thanksgiving at one point that, in the movie. That, uh, that doesn't add up. They have Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like to think so. I don't know about that. Uh, first Spider Man gives me Halloween vibes. Just because yeah. of Green Goblin. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Which is also around Thanksgiving. True. It's in fall, so... Mm, maybe. Mm, maybe. So, okay, so we have some ideas for the Christmas uh, season. Oh, but yeah, I forgot what you're... Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting off topic. We're event- we are done. We officially, seven movies later, 12 hours and 26 minutes... And uh, 3% of the month. ...have ended. Four. We rounded up. 4%. 4% of our month is over with. What... Would you say was your most favorite Nicolas Cage film? 
uh, out of the movies we watch? All seven. All seven. <clears throat> Gosh. That's remember, a, do you remember all of them? <laughs> I'm trying to think back. Face, there okay, were so many. Face, Face off, off, The, the Rock, Rock uh, both Ghost Riders, <laughs> and, and then, then these three. Oh, man. What was your favorite? Wow. Um, I don't know. I'd probably have to go with Face Off. I was going to say Face Off. You were going to say Face Off? I was. I would almost say Ghost Rider 1. Ghost Rider 1 also. I just really liked the episode of Face Off. I thought it was just like a really good episode. Yeah. I I thought Face Off was fun. Yeah. That was a fun time. Face Off was a great way to uh, start. We probably should have ended with that to get our spirits more up uh, once we hit the Ghost Rider phase. But, you know, it is what it is. We didn't know Ghost Rider was coming with such a vengeance. I did not. One could say he was the spirit of vengeance in that, that movie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to even give that movie any more time than it deserves. <laughs> what was your favorite? Ghost Rider 1. Ghost Rider 1. What was your least... I think we all have the same least favorite. I think we do, Jackson. Yeah. Valley Girl. <laughs> so, okay. Wait, I'm really? just... No, no, okay. no. Spirit of Vengeance, of course. I mean, you can't be worse than Spirit of Vengeance. If you have a yeah. worse rated movie... On of then Spirit of Vengeance, then you probably shouldn't be making movies. Do you want to look at uh, some of the worst movies ever rated on IMDb? Uh, see, see probably where, I would say The Room would be one. See of the worst where it movies. compares to um, uh, Ghost Rider. Okay, if I do the top rated and then I just flip the list, what happens here? Flip the list. Flip the script of the list. Uh. I don't know. There's there used to be a list. I remember. Maybe I can find it. Oh, let's. I guess not. I don't know. Sorry, I can't find it. Oh, it's fine. I know Super Babies Two is on there. We should do Super Babies Two. Did, so okay, did you watch that movie when you were a kid? No. Okay. Have did you ever watch that movie when you were a kid? Super Babies Two. I used to watch the movie all the time. The dude. Uh, that played Steve on Shameless, who looks like Billy Joe Armstrong, is in that movie, and I completely forgot about that. Really? Yeah, and he plays like Kahuna's brother or something, but you don't know who Kahuna is, so yeah, whatever. Anyways, Nick Cage November is why we're here, not Super Babies Two. Um, do you have any final thoughts about Nick Cage November before we wrap it up? I don't know, Jackson. Uh, so much has happened in this month that one can say that. We were not only trapped in a cage with Nick, we were Nick Cage himself. I do feel um, perhaps even 3% more Nick Cage than I did at the start. I have to agree. And what do you think, Jackson? Would you say Nick Cage November was a success and a privilege or a job and a curse? I would say it was... Neither. I would say it was an absolute blessing. I would sent from the man himself, Nick Cage. <laughs> I would say it's a gift and a curse. It it's it's got some harsh points, but you only experience these highs from such great movies after experiencing such lows as such shitty movies. As I enjoyed. I I thoroughly, uh, in all honesty, I thoroughly enjoyed every movie except for Spirit of Vengeance. I, I refuse to watch that movie ever, <laughs> ever again, again in, in my life. life. Yeah. But every other movie I watched, I'd be happy to rewatch it. 
I, it gives me a good alternative to capital punishment for my kids. If I ever, if they've ever done something, well, okay, but really like if bad, they're a kid, like they're gonna think Spirit of Vengeance is cool. Like you have to wait. Till I like, really don't think so. You Jackson. have to wait till they're like, uh, like, like in like when they have a concept of like what's happening. You have to be like, here's what's gonna happen, right? You know, you're in trouble. Obviously, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna watch this entire movie, and then like Clockwork Orange yeah, style, yeah. and they're gonna be like, oh my god, this is the worst, and you know, then you're gonna be like, and also. And this is when they get really nervous. You're going to give me a synopsis on the movie afterwards. 500 words minimum. Imagine trying wow. to come up with 500 words about Spirit of Vengeance. Wow. You couldn't. That is punishment. And only positive things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 only. You can't, if you shit on this movie just once, you're going to watch it all over again. Oh, no. That would that, be terrible. That's worse than Capital Punishment. That would be terrible. That's got to be in the Geneva Convention somewhere. Probably. That That is right ne- right cool next to and white unusual phosphorus. punishment. Yeah, it's white phosphorus and then Spirit of Vengeance <laughs> positively. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Wow. I... If there's a filmmaking class and they want to show people what not to do, that's probably the movie. Which one of you likes Nicolas Cage? And they're just like all hands are yeah, raised, obviously. naturally. And like, okay, well, here's what not to fucking do if you ever get to work with Nicolas Cage. And then it's just Spirit of Vengeance rolls, and everybody's like, oh, what's this? And at the end, they're just... They're not the same person they were. No, they're not. No, they're their changed. hair's gray. They got bags <laughs> under their eyes. One of them died somehow. <laughs> like, you just, you're not going to come in the same way. But, you know, every other Nick Cage movie that we covered, like I said, I watched it again. It was a great month, all in all. I had a great time. I thought it was awesome. You, But not to keep harping on this, but you know how I felt during Spirit of Vengeance? Mm. I felt like the first bald guy that just... Had to stare into Nick Cage's pendant stare for like thirty seconds. For like oh thirty God. seconds, and he's just like, oh, oh, like sh- the face of horror on him was pretty much my face through the whole movie. I felt like Nick Cage's hairpiece in that movie while watching *Spirit of Vengeance*. But <laughs> barely hanging on. But now we have, you know, we went through Caster Troy, Benjamin Gates, Johnny Blaze, Stanley Goodspeed, H.I. McDonough. And Randy. Wow. That's a great cast of characters. You could literally put that on a spectrum, and you would have each stage of Nick Cage as an actor. You really would. I feel like leaving Las Vegas would definitely be like the center, and then you would just have to kind of go from that, maybe. But no, I feel like you could kind of go from there on on the acting spectrum. It's like, what type of Nick Cage? That's what Leonardo DiCaprio does when he wakes up. He looks in the mirror, and he has his Nick Cage spectrum, and he's like, which type of Nick Cage do I want to do today? As she should, because all actors should aspire to be Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. But some can only aspire to be Spirit of Vengeance, yeah. Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Technically, you know, with how much influence Nicolas Cage has, he's actually won every Oscar ever because his influence is that strong. They That's don't, true. They don't even know that. Sometimes, you know, like, like it could just be like, like subtle. Like, who influenced us to do Nick Cage November? Nick Cage. Of course. In what form? Ethereal. Ethereal. What does that mean? Oh, like through his essence? Through his, yeah. Wow, that's spiritual. A sentient being that knows no laws, but at the same time follows all of them. It's quite impressive, the spiritual growth we've experienced in this month alone. And I'm more mature, I feel like, because of Nick Cage. I understand the finer things in life. And... There would be 
nothing good in life without something as terrible and something as beautiful as Nick Cage's acting career. Mm-hmm. He's probably, you know, whether, you know, the reasoning for it, you know, that's up for debate. He's probably one of the most famous actors ever. I would have to say so. I would say he's, for better or worse, one yeah. of the most famous actors to Hands ever down. Like, be known. And so imagine if that whole span of his career just didn't exist. Like, it's like that. It's gone. What do we do? You wouldn't have nearly as many movies. You would have half the movies you have now. You <laughs> Half of them. Yeah. Because Nick Cage wasn't in them. No. There's always... There's always a way you can connect Nick Cage to movie. I feel like Nick Cage is somehow able to connect to every single person who's ever been in a movie ever. Kind of like the bacon scale. Yeah, like the bacon number. Somehow he is able to get a connection to everybody. I would I would have to agree. I would I would be curious to find out Nick Cage's bacon number. I can do that real quick if you want to talk real quick before All right, we wrap I'm it up. I'm gonna riff. So everyone, I know that it's been a long, arduous journey with many bumps in the road and a lot of headaches, a lot of drinking, and a lot of Nick Cage. But if you can remember one thing through this whole thing is that we do it for the love of the craft. And now Jackson will tell you the most sought-after information that we on Spill Your Beans have exclusive rights to. Jackson, what is... Nick Cage's bacon number? Two. Two? I would thought it'd be zero, honestly. That's Kevin Bacon. He's the only one that can do that. Oh, so one. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Cage was in Final Cut, ladies and gentlemen, with Jeff Bridges, who was in R.I.P.D. with, with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. What would be a awesome movie is Kevin Bacon, Nick Cage, and... Chuck Norris. No. Nicolas Cage, and then the cast of Grown Ups. Oh, I do not like Adam Sandler. Really? No, I do not. No? Oh. We've been over this. I, I don't remember that. I like Adam Sandler a lot. I like some of his movies, but once he's older, he's terrible. I, I, Grown Ups is super good. Mm. If you... Not a fan. All right. Well, not we're not fan. here. To, we're not, it's not Adam Sandler. And it never April. will be. April. Never will be. No, I don't think it will. No. Maybe. He Please has, God. He no. could have some good ones. He does, but they're all old. 51st Dates. I hate it. <gasps> Get out of here. I can't that. believe that. Anyways. you Do Do you have any closing remarks for Nick Cage November? Uh, no, like I said, I'm very happy we did this. Uh, I watched some Nick Cage films I probably would have never watched, namely Valley Girl and Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> um. But besides that, you know, very happy. I I, I will say, um, before we started Nick Cage in November, I 100% viewed him in this current state uh, as a meme. In he that, is, and he is, and that he he is not like you know he no he's never been like uh, like a good actor or anything. After watching seven Nick Cage movies, he's. Uh, He's pretty range. And all honestly, he's one of my favorite actors. He's pretty he's got a lot of range. He does. And he's not afraid to just go off the rail. No, he he it 
Yeah, it's. I never thought I would say that, but Nick Cage is probably one of my favorite actors ever. I would have to say so too. After no, after November of 2020, I'll be able to look back and tell my kids. I'll be like, that was the time when I learned that Nick Cage was far more than just, you know, an internet meme. An internet meme. He he was he was more than just, you know, punchlines. He was the greatest. He was, he is one of the greatest. I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit is due. He is a meme and he's ridiculous in all sense of the words, but he's pretty good at what he does. And I think every movie he's in, it is more enjoyable when he comes on the screen. It is. Like, even, um, I will say, I was very upset that he was not in, uh, into the Spider Verse more. Even though, you know, it's completely not about Spider-Man Noir. Right, but he is one of the best characters. He is. And they use him sparingly, which I feel like at a lot of times is probably something you should utilize with Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. There but, are times where it can be too much. Like, for example, Spirit of Vengeance. Man, we don't like that movie. <laughs> oh, I was I was um, recommended uh, to suggest Moonstruck. Yeah, I watched Moonstruck. Have you ever seen it? I've seen part of it. It's so funny. The monologue where he's got the wooden hand. I thought you didn't like it. I I don't, but it's funny. (laughs) So So, then you do like it, I feel like. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's Cher and Nick Cage, and and the monologue is like, he's like, Tommy has his hand. Tommy has his wife. And he's holding up like this wooden stub of a hand. It's so funny. No, I've never seen it. I've I've seen like half of it, I think. And then I was like, "Mm," but I feel like I should watch it. It, Nick Cage doesn't come on until like 30 minutes in. Maybe that's why I wasn't interested in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, But I'll have to, National Treasure 2 and Moonstruck, and have to watch those at some point in the future. Goodness, Jackson. (laughs) Well, thank you for everyone who's been listening and supporting Nick Cage November in its entirety. If you actually got through it with us, please let us know. That would be hilarious. To if you, know. Yeah, if you watched every single movie that we watched, yeah, let us know, and we'll invite you on the podcast. And we can exper- experience our triumphs and our lows together. We can, we can bond, grow this cult of Nick Cage. Yeah. But uh, thanks for everyone for listening to the longest month in my life. <laughs> and probably Jackson's. And thanks for some positive reviews we've been getting. Seems like people are liking the direction. It's not going to be this way <laughs> anymore. No more Nick Cage. We are done with Nick Cage. Until next year, kids. <laughs> Sorry. Final thoughts on Nick Cage, remember, for yourself, Doobie? What would you have to say, Doobie? I'm glad it's over. Fair and enough. I'm glad it's over. I am too. Spoken like a true champ. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Nick Cage, remember. And look forward to Christmas. We'll be coming at you with some nice Christmas movies, some of our favorites and some of our least favorites, and we're going to find which ones those are because Jackson likes Santa Claus 3. So we'll find out if it holds up to a rewatch. I guess we will. Uh, Good night and good luck, and if you don't like Nick Cage, I don't give a duck.